What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Told. All right, you gotta kill it. You gotta kill it. Get rid of that. Oh God, I have that has become the bane of my existence. Oh, I was told we had special holiday music. I was so, I do. I hate that song now. Oh, it's always too loud. Everything else is quiet. Here's the, headphones. the problem. That freaking music is just blasting. It wouldn't matter what music it is. You will eventually hate it. Why can't Why can't we just edit it in? Why your, does it have to be played? Your that's ADD. A, that's a legit question. Why can't we just have that added? Post. We could. We absolutely could. Here's my thinking about it is it gets you riled oh. up to the point where you have a little energy. Sometimes you come in and you got tons of it. Sometimes you come in Just and you're like, clear, you're going to talk to people myself. about energy. I have so much energy, bro. I'm going to do my workout at two o'clock. So I've already taken my pre-workout stuff. So I'm ready. You got a breath? You okay? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Take a breath. It hurts. Okay. Good I'm, to see you guys. Hope you had a great weekend. I can't see anybody. I don't care how the weekend was. Are I'm going to open with this. I, card guy, I am now convinced more than ever that sports cards fans are the dumbest sports fans oh in the world. Oh my God, stop it. That's Why true. would you start a he, sports card podcast alienating the people who are listening to it? No, the people listening aren't these idiots, but there is a whole crew of just oh dumb God. sports people in the card hobby. Some people may say your take is dumb. I can't wait to hear it. Good for them. So I'm, I was live when the game was happening. I went live at halftime of the oh Jags game because it was so this. bad. I was just like, dude, I'm going to go on and sell some singles and have fun because this is just painful. Uh, so the whole thing, it's 27 to 7 at halftime. Trevor Lawrence looks absolutely terrible. And for two quarters of football, it's just social post after post and guys going live and making stupid statements about... Here's the other thing. It is misdirected <laughs> anger. Because let's set the baseline. First and foremost, to be fair, it's, you not already Trevor went off on people. it's not Trevor Lawrence's fault that he was the most anticipated and most hyped up prospect in the history of football. Not his fault. That just so happened to perfectly coincide with the hottest point in the sports card market ever. So when he came out, the mm -hmm. hype, the market, the spike, pricing was insane. Yes. Fantastic. Not his fault. The narrative has now flipped, though, where it's, well, yeah, but Trevor Lawrence is garbage. Look at this. This kid's way too, the Momo is way too big for him. Tre if you asked 10 NFL people right now, I bet Trevor Lawrence is a top five pick for the majority of them. If you're starting a franchise today with a quarterback, salary aside, just age and skill, there's not many people you're taking over Trevor. Very, very few. Okay. He's unbelievable. But sports card people put this twist on it like, but yeah, his his Donruss rookie cost me $800. <laughs> now it's worth 12 It's not his fault and his golden little locks of hair that you're a donkey who bought stuff too early on the hype of the century. The, but there needs to be a distinction and a very clear separation. If you buy cards every now and again, and before you turn on the TV, shake your head left to right like I'm doing. See, left to right. You move your head I a little bit. That, but I get it. Make sure there's some sort of pink <laughs> mush content in your skull before you make these dumb statements. Trevor Lawrence is a star. Who cares what his card pricing is? And guess what? If they had lost the game, 
38 to 10, he is still a star in the making. He still took a Jacksonville Jaguar team that less than a calendar year ago had Urban Meyer, the Miami bar legend, as their head coach and that entire atrocious staff. Like anybody who looks at that kid and can't see that is totally clueless. And the fact that his cards are too expensive now. And oh my goodness, Joe Montana is great. And you can buy a Trevor Lawrence card and it's 10 times the value. My auntie Di is now listening to the podcast calling. Like, what are we talking about? Well, but did you know you could buy a John Elway card cheaper than a Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> this is insane. No kidding. Nobody cares who John Elway is now. Nobody. Oh, God, no, you, you, you are hey, making some comments. You shut your mouth you when you're talking to me. You want to be riled up because of the music? You got riled up. So you sit there and you, you take it, sweet cheeks. You did throw four interceptions, and he though, looked, right? And he like. looked absolutely terrible. And you know what else I would say? There are very few people in the game today who take that Jags team and in two years' time mm -hmm. win a division and make the playoffs. I don't care if he lost 8,000 to nothing. Uh -huh. The kid is on an unbelievable path. And oh, by the way, the same morons who were all praised for Herbert for the first half of the game uh -huh. and look how terrible Trevor is. They all switch to the exact same story. The second half, never mind. Herbert's trash. Stop overreacting. <laughs> Herbert is in his third year. And as, as you I, overreact. What did Go I tell ahead. you about talking? Go ahead. Herbert is in his third season. He is statistically probably off to the greatest start in the history of a quarterback. Okay. Postseason success aside for three years, a three year career. He has now made the postseason double digits and wins. Almost any team in the world would take that kid to start their franchise. He looked terrible in the second half. He lost. Big deal. If Trevor had looked bad all game and lost, big deal. Is their price, the pricing of their cards is overpriced because they're not Tom Brady. Fine. But that is the market we live in. It is the same reason Zion outsells David Robinson. It is the same reason Acuna and Tatis outsell, by and large, Barry Bonds and Griffey. That is the world we live in, the here, the now, people like the chase. I don't have much else to say on this show. The sports boy monologue, you've been all, all anxious to jump in and talk, have the next 48 minutes. <laughs> if you had one word to sum up what you just said, what would, what would it be? Overreactions. How dare you? Overreactions. That is my word. I uh, did. It's just, it's just ridiculous, I do man. find it so funny, though, because... You are a person, a person of passion. Would you say you, you get passionate just like maybe like the 30 seconds ago when you were just speaking? Everybody does this exact same thing. But it's different. In nope. the moment, nope. they nope. get worked up and then they make a comment. Incorrect. And then, You're making a, that is not those are not. It's not an apple to apple comparison. OK, I am passionate about a lot of things. OK, it does not dictate value and hype in my brain. So in your brain, I get I. So I see what you're saying. So you're saying. In your brain, you can get all passion, you can get all wild. Let me make the perfect analogy the here. The dollar right? needs to Let me separate. make the perfect example of that right now. If Go. tonight Tom Brady has seven touchdowns in the first half of the game, yes. I'm going to be screaming like a maniac over the moon. Not for a second am I going to think there is some sort of sustained value bump because he's doing this. And the same is true. Tom Brady throws 11 interceptions in the first quarter mm -hmm. of that game, setting an all-time record for interceptions. I'm not going to react by go, I'll, I'll be ter I'll be miserable. Mm -hmm. But my reaction is not going to then be linked to, I guess this card should go down. But like, it should never happen like that. Let me ask you this. Have you heard of the term day trader? It's someone who trades back and forth multiple times in a day, quick flips. There are people That's out there that are you. lost all your money, right? <laughs> True or false? When you were laying on your couch learning Spanish, back in the... <laughs> is that not the case, though? Laying on your couch learning Spanish. By the way, day trading, you remember what our first almost trade was, correct? Do you remember? 
Say it. I was not going to day trade Tesla. IPO. I was not going to day trade it. But the day I hit the market, do you remember it. how much the stock was? My point $13.50. Is that there are people out there who rely on the back of it. Like they're going out there and buying and selling him that moment to try and make a quick flip. So those people, I think, do care. And in, in the a dollar amount does matter. It is a recipe for for failure. Okay. Here's why. If you had sold Trevor at an all-time low, we saw it all over socials as well. Mm-hmm. Guy, oh, sorry, I lost a card, couldn't fulfill the order. Uh, yeah. And if you're the buyer of that card, you're, you're not getting the card. And then the guys who tried to sell Herbert when he was super high, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually okay with the super high selling on the high. It's more the dump off that irritates me. If your inclination after the first half of that game was, I'm going to go to Facebook and sell all my Herberts, oh, I see. Yep. that part I'm okay with. Okay. It's the notion though that I mean, Trevor, they're going to drop 80% just like they should in no world. And here's the other thing for you, big mouths out there. I make the, I I put it out as much as I could everywhere in the first half. I'm buying all Trevor Lawrence at reflected pricing after this game. And you end up buying any? No, no. You know why? Because everybody who says they should drop 80% wants hundred percent comps, but I did sell my Trevor Lawrence on that live. Oh, I made the joke. I had an obsidian. (laughs) I said it was a 30 to $40 card. Yep. I put it, I didn't even put it up for sale. I just had it on the stand because at that point they were down 27 nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, guys, when, when he comes back and wins the game, totally joking, by the way. Yeah. Although I did have them to win the game and I was right. That's fine. I said, I'm going to sell that card for $3,000 as a joke. Well, sure enough, they come back and win the game. I shut down after freaking out on camera. I put that same Trevor Lawrence up for sale and sold for 75 or 78 bucks. I don't <laughs> That's hate amazing. the positivity. Sure, it's sure. more though the, the dumping, the craziness. And then what's funny about that is I hear almost nothing about that with Josh Allen yesterday, which I can't be mad about. You shouldn't be overreacting, but of the two, Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence is in his second year, not his fifth. But I would say that Josh Allen looked horrendous. The quick flippers out there, there's more hype around Trevor Lawrence. And therefore I think the, the goal to make quick flips, like to buy, sell really quickly on a, a spike in price would affect him more than it would, uh, because we even said Josh Allen's not peaking no matter what happens in exactly. this game. Although, if he loses the next, like next week, they're playing, uh, they play Cincy. Since he's at Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you right now, if Josh Allen looks like that against a, a beat down Miami Ooh. team with no quarterback and then loses next week to Joe Cool, yeah. that's a real stain for Josh Allen. There sh- See, if that happens, a fifth year guy who are pricing to already win the Super Bowl, and if that happens, I'm okay with there being some, again, it doesn't need to be this crazy tone of dump Allen, but I do think we'll see that that actually happen. I encourage it. If Joe Burrow, by the way. to say Bar- something, just do it. Yeah, maybe. Burrow can do no <laughs> wrong next week. Because like, at this point, he's already so clutch. He wins all the Super Bowl. Although yesterday was very average. I was going to say, yeah, he he looked okay. but The fact that he got another playoff win, though. Yeah. Even though he didn't contribute a ton to it quite far. He was very average. Did I hear um, right that like the last year when he went to the playoffs was the first time that uh, they had gone, the Bengals had gone in 30 years or something? That's what... You know what is interesting about the last time I remember them going is Carson Palmer. And he got leveled by the... Uh, man, He got, I feel like he got injured or something. But why don't you Google this while I'm sitting here talking? He got hurt like either in the playoffs or right before. Man, I'm going back now. I want to say John Kitna started a playoff game for the Bengals. I would love to know if that is true. Talk about a useless fact that probably isn't <laughs> true. But for some reason, John Kitna is in my head. Okay. So, anyways. I'll look it up. 
it, next week we'll get into the other the pricing, all the other stuff. I just want to at least address the overreactions and all the nonsense. What do you have here? There's no quick answer, so I'm not going to look it up any further. But I did want to go into our next segment because I thought it was really hot. Okay, a hot a hot piece. A little gossip. A little gossip out there, actually. Well, Yahoo I guess News. It's not even gossip. Yeah. yeah, Yahoo Sports or something picked this up. Uh, Yahoo Entertainment. Excuse me. Why are there so many different Yahoos? Just stick with one. They still do the Yahoo. If they did, they'd be successful. So that's why they don't. Are they a sponsor. Um, no, go. I hope not. Two hundred and twenty-five dollars um, for the chimney sweep. By the way, Does that seem reasonable to you? I uh, I don't know that, Mike. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna find out for you. I'm gonna Google that right after this story. Eighteen-inch so, vented logs. Oh okay, go ahead, take it away. So uh, I came across this just reading through my newsfeed. LeBron James rookie card at center of six million dollar lawsuit. That's the title of this. Came out what last reading week. Reading voices us. It was just uh, news. I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Oh no, no, read it as Tom Brokaw. Do that, please. <laughs> A LeBron James rookie card at center of six million dollar lawsuit. Is that that was good? I good. We're not. We don't have to spend a lot of time addressing it. But it's, it's a good, shame though? this isn't on YouTube because for people to have seen, you have to move the jaw around the moon face jaw to see it just dancing like that. It's overshadowing. Go ahead. So some of you may know that there is a card out there in question of LeBron James. 2003-2004 authentic LeBron James exquisite collection. Uh, it has the jersey autograph patch on yep. there. Savage patch auto. Yep. It has been in the news a few times lately. It's, I think it's out of 99. Uh, Upper Deck created this card. And there are some guys, they're called the Spiegel Brothers, who have been trying to sell one. Uh, they tried this, I guess, a few months back. I think it was early 2022. They were wanted to put it up for auction over at uh, uh, Golden. They had it up, uh, but there was a little interjection from a well-known hobby figure, Card Porn, the Instagram account I think most have heard of if you're listening to this podcast. They saw what was going on, and they also did some research and found that this patch and you can go to card porn's uh, yeah, social media account and they've got a, a few additional details that this report leaves out, but that the patch was essentially switched. It's not uh, authentic. Uh, the Spiegel brothers say, no, we have this letter from upper deck card porn goes back and just says, well, we talked to upper deck after this. And they said that you guys basically duped them. Um, bottom line is the Spiegel brothers are suing Cardborn for $6 million. Uh, they have also, uh, uh, I guess, instituted a cease and desist or whatever. I don't know, whatever the word is, but they're having a little issue with that because they cannot apparently find who the owners are behind this account. So at the end of the day, I don't know how much success they're going to have and if this is going to be a, an ongoing big deal, but it does raise some interesting points with card porn's account because I don't know, Mike and I were talking about this before the show. They seem a little quieter. Oh, this they're year. totally spineless now. Um, I don't know if I'd say spineless. What's the most but, positive moment in the hobby? Not no, that they were no. great before, but yeah, I mean, at but least they, they do call people out. They, they'll call people out, but it's much quieter. Much yeah. quieter. It's um, different. It, but by the way, this this lawsuit. Let me just sum this up in okay. a couple words. Sure. First Amendment okay. and load of crap. They're, they're fair. Yeah. They are pointing out factual statements about a card. Sorry, it affects the value of your card, mm -hmm. but. Yep. That's what it is. Exactly. There is no way in the world this lawsuit is going to get held up. I hope at least. So, what a joke. So they say 
that Carporn has been able to create a virtual racketeering ring in the collectibles Steven? industry where sellers and professionals are terrified of earning the ire of card porn, which thereby allows card porn to control the sports card markets by choosing which cards to target as false and which cards to ignore. But just to be clear, the patch is switched. But I Got mean, it. That's the thing. Is you think you think somebody who's going to spend six million dollars on a card is going to read an Instagram post and not read and not buy it now? Um, They're not buying it because the patches. Can we call the Spiegel brothers? By the way, this is not May of this year. I apologize. This is May. May uh, of 2021. So this is when the that card was going to be this selling for around ongoing, $2 though. million dollars yeah, I or just something. heard this story recently. But yes. like, I, um, I do. Can we call them? <laughs> call them. Do the, do the do thing with the number. Okay. Like who's, I mean, sorry you got duped on a card. Like what do you want to, I mean. Well, apparently they're taking it personally so because, if I, so if I go because on they're here, telling the truth about okay, the so card. Okay, so if I go on here and say, hey, nobody should spend more than $1,000 on that LeBron card. And I call it all by name. Does sure. that make net now makes us liable as well? We're getting. I mean, these uh, Spiegels, according so. to these guys, I don't know. They're probably but investors. What's interesting is they are going around to other people because so they called Upper Deck. Upper Deck called Golden and basically said, "Hey, we can't authenticate this, even though we did say it was authentic." Uh, Golden then pulled it, and now it's just like, well, not only have they lost this money on this, but they've also damaged their reputation. So uh, we're going to sue you for two million dollars. You know what? It but do. it does make sense. If you apply, like if if that actually did scare the guys behind card porn or guys, I don't know, it, it may make sense as to why they've been a little quieter this year. I've always said the best way to repair your reputation is to threaten to sue somebody. It's good. <laughs> That's always the what best. a clown show. Ugh. Um, actually, okay. we never even did a, a, a rundown, but essentially Who after cares? this, we've got a, a couple other things. We got Blake uh, from the Mint Collective. He's going to join us here IMG. in a few. Uh, yeah, well, he's behind the setting up the mint collective. So we're gonna get a few details on that. Hopefully get some tickets to give away today. If not, uh, in future episodes, no, 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 we're we, getting them today. <laughs> we are getting those tickets. We are also, uh, going to do a little playoff, uh, QB and pricing on uh, yeah, a, a few other guys and then releases in your mailbag. It is a savage release week. Hey, the only other piece while we're talking about like content guys, yeah, somebody tagged me and sent me the YouTube video of Cbuzz. I, I need to learn this kid's name cause I hate calling adults by Instagram handles. Sure. But they tagged me in the Seablas video. Somebody called him out for pumping and dumping Trevor Lawrence. So him and his buddies went live and like tried to call the guy. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't know what anybody thought my reaction was going to be. Like I'm good on Seablas. Like you get called out, he called the guy. I'm I'm okay with that. But yeah, it was the most anticlimactic video I've ever seen. My only concern is why are you up at four in the morning. <laughs> He said that at one point, and I was like, four in the morning. Four, I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get up for the gym at four in the morning. These young cats, man. I you can't get up do it. at four in the morning for the no, gym? No, I'm, okay. I'm closer to getting up, though, than I am to going this. But, like. Yeah, when we get uh, Instagram a, direct messages anywhere between the hours of 1 a.m. and 5 a.m., yeah. it's just typically never good. But, I mean, I, my response is I am all for uh, anybody. That's why we try to re respond, although I don't always make a video of it, but we try to respond on our socials to any type of criticism, anything like that that we get. We always approve yeah. critical posts. I'm all for there being some accountability. So to so the C-Blaze kid, we got to find out his name. Let's call him Chris. I'm going to call him Chris because I'm so sick of seeing, saying that name. So like, I'm glad Chris called the guy. I thought that was cool. Um, the guy, by the way, was it was a useless remark anyways. Like you're, he wasn't pumping and dumping. He literally just, and I don't know Chris, by the way, as is evident by the name, it's probably on his name. <laughs> He was saying Trevor Lawrence cars are going to explode. And by the way, the next day they did like, I'm not sure what the issue was, but uh, also That's don't send me useless videos like that anymore. <laughs> people did that. It has to be something good. How many good. people did this? How many I got a couple this people story sent and a couple effect. people tagged me. So two people. And then I saw it on two. social as well. Like, what do people think? I don't, I mean, yeah, I think it was very anticlimactic. That story was for the five of you that 
message yeah, Mike about that. And so. for Chris. There you go. <laughs> and for Chris. All right, go ahead. On to- uh, pricing review after week one playoffs. We've got a few QBs we can talk about a little tell bit. You what, I was close to my MVP of the weekend. I By said, the, I, Do you I, want to say the thing right here? That I'm five for five and four for five. Five out spread. of six. There's one more to we go. We haven't had a six, so I'm five out of five. Uh, and I said my MVP of the weekend, my long shot MVP of the Oh, me and Ken did this on the live say, show. I don't remember saying that. Was Saquon Barkley. Now, Saquon. It, ended up, it ended up being, it was almost Saquon. It was Danny Dimes, though. Oh, yeah. I think everybody's talking Danny. So Danny pricing hasn't gone up a ton, although there is a healthy, there's some movement. I see some, bro, I, I saw some good pricing for Danny. All right, what do you have? My point with Danny is I at least see a bunch of guys trying to sell him right now. Okay. I know Eric King, cover your ears. Um, <laughs> I don't know that Philly is just going to walk all over them oh next week. Boy. Th- they might, but they've had some injuries. They had a week off. It's their first time, you know, haven't won a playoff game with this regime. I don't know that the Giants can't go into Philly and win that game. And it's a divisional game. Always tough divisions, divisional rivals meet in the playoffs. I'm very curious. Is there? Let me. I'll check what the line is. Give me so, some pricing on Danny. So I want to find this line. I just pulled up uh, his 2019 contenders rookie ticket auto. Um, BGS nine five uh, ten. I sold that card a few months ago. I bought it at the Nashville show. Uh, sold for one hundred seventy seven dollars on January tenth. Uh, as of today, the card's selling for two ninety five. So wow. okay. not a bad jump. And there's been multiples I've sold for I that. I bought it for 120 at that show. I think I sold it for like 150 the next day. The, the Nashville show when you were sick. Oh, nice. When we set up at. Um, so he's obviously seen some love. Uh, it's interesting, though. I did look up Saquon Barkley because I was wondering if he was going to get much love as well. A little bit, but not yeah. a ton. I mean, Danny his, stole the show and Saquon's a running back, right? Yeah. I, I looked up his 2018 Panini Origins. Um, he has a... a a bronze gold ink card out of 49. It basically went from a hundred dollars uh, to $140. But the oh. only thing is, is like you think earlier in the year, that card was also already selling for $150. So okay. yeah, not, not great. I will tell you this then for once, I feel like I've redeemed myself. Cause my pick on the show was if you could buy one quarterback for the playoffs, it would be Danny in the interim. I would also sell dimes today, even though I think there's a whoa, shot. Whoa, whoa. You would have, if you could buy, you say he was the best one, even though you got, Purdy and Lawrence. Yeah, you couldn't buy well, Purdy stuff is not well, spiked. I guess Purdy was already and high, Trevor but Lawrence, Lawrence stuff, you could have. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, if you could, I don't know if he's done that. You're talking almost double. Lawrence stuff hasn't doubled. Hang on. I There's did pull no up some way. Lawrence stuff, Trevor was, let me see. Danny was a perfect storm. They have to remember. Are you chewing gum? No. Is that what I'm hearing? No. Is there a I've been trying to keep it under my tongue so I don't chew it, but it came out. Hey, I'm so sorry. Most, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, my point with Danny Dimes was, he already had the early season. He, he kind of spiked a little bit because mm-hmm. he was playing well, dropped off hard. That's why he was my guy. Let you remember last show. I think they're pulling the upset. Mm-hmm. And I think, so I actually agree with guys who are selling him now. I, I don't think there's a crazy. The only thing with Danny Dimes is he doesn't have like hardly any cards out there. Really? There, he's right, very 2019. It was a different world. My whole point with him, though, I would sell now, even though I think there's a shot. He, they beat the Eagles, which mm-hmm. would be insane. If they beat the Eagles, I think people are really going to be like, whoa, something's going on here. Yeah. I think I would still sell him now. They, what did uh, Carlos, um, not our producer, Carlos, but Carlos over on Carch Up Life had put a little fun factoid that he's the only 2019 quarterback to win a playoff game Can thus you, far. So 2019. So what's that? Kyler Murray and oh, was that it? I couldn't think of any other 2019. Okay. Well, I mean, 2019 QBs. I don't think there, there were a ton of great ones. I mean, um, it would appear not. 
But uh, anyways, I think you are right. I was looking at some Trevor Lawrence pricing. He did. I pulled up 2021 Panini Contenders oh, rookie here's your, auto. Here's your list real quick before you move on. Okay. Drew Locke, garbage. Dwayne Haskins passed away last year. Uh, Daniel Jones, obviously. Will Greer never started. Ryan Finley, nothing. Jared Siddham, who started that last game for, uh, for the Raiders. And then Tyree Jackson. I believe those are the only quarterbacks drafted that year. Thank you, Carlos, for giving us a fun fact, and it wasn't a lie. Appreciate that. I don't want to say that yet. I want to make sure. I really want to vet <laughs> Keep this Keep looking through. While you do that, uh, I think the Danny Dimes uh, in price increase is the best because this Minton. 2021 uh, Contenders Optic uh, went from, it was like $550 uh, beginning of the year. Now it's at $750, which again, that's not bad. But when you compare that to the Danny Dimes pricing, which is almost doubled. Yeah, you you That's are correct. Mean. Yeah, he'd be the best QB to have invested in before this, as I'm far also, as pricing goes. I'm also very interested. When's the last time a Duke quarterback won a playoff game? You There's know, a fun fact. It also, interesting is that That's card, that same uh, Lawrence card. So yesterday it sold multiple times for seven fifty, but today, I, actually, this was also late yesterday. It went down to six hundred. So maybe. Maybe some guys are backing off a little bit. So they're playing at Kansas City. I mean... Dude, talk about a wild game. Yeah. I mean, honestly, too, that's a nice game because that's a win for the hobby. What happens to his pricing if, they, if he, he beats, beats Mahomes? Mahomes? Yeah. Oh, bro. I just... I canceled the order from last week and I keep that card I sold. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I mean, if Mahomes wins, it at least helps to keep stable and like, hey, another AFC championship game at the worst at that point. Sure. If Trevor wins that game... Yeah, that Dude. gets... And then the other game's kind of interesting, too, just because there'll be, I think there's going to be so much buzz around Burrow and Allen. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that could, I do think that could be a detriment to the, to the Allen market if he loses. Like, play a bad game against Miami, then lose the next game. You know, there's not a lot of these, but his 2019 Daniel Jones uh, PSA 10 Prism, it also jumped quite a bit, like, just a Is couple weeks card? ago. Yeah, but it's a PSA 10. It was selling for $48. Last sold, $75. When? yesterday oh wow okay so that's cool and then the nfc i mean it was a little bit to be expected like brock Purdy pricing hasn't done much because i think we all thought he was going to beat seattle he played exceptionally well i mm -hmm. tell you who benefited the most hobby watch from that game was christian mccaffrey his stuff moved up quite a bit which was cool to see a non-quarterback and then the only other note i had about brock Purdy is his spectra pricing is absolutely insane. What's this? I pulled up Mosaic. What, what's Spectrum oh, price? The first doing? few autos sold for thousands. Even like just numbered stuff was like massive money, which was great. I, I love seeing it. So that was the one game we already talked about that. But in. hang on, the Purdy pricing just, uh, I thought this was interesting. It did almost double still after that game. So, um, which card? So the Mosaic Auto Silver uh, on the 13th sold for 430. And there were multiple instances selling around there. As of today, 775. What? I didn't. I did not see that card. Seven seventy five was the last sale today. There was another sale today for seven twenty five, but yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. What the heck, dude? So maybe he actually. So I, maybe I, Purdy was still the I better investment there. I guess I take back what I said. <laughs> I, that is insane to me, dude. His wild cards are not even licensed products. Yeah, that Selling wild card three hundred. One of them sold for seven hundred. You get an auto with uh, on that wild card, and people don't seem to care what product it is. That's wild! Holy smokes, dude! Yeah. Um, okay. So here's the question: You said I think you said 
last episode that it doesn't matter if he wins his pricing. I'm shocked. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I was totally <laughs> right about Danny, totally wrong about Brock. Does his pricing double every game he wins in the playoffs? That's the real question. I mean, what happens when he loses? Exactly. So there is a case where I think it would be interesting. If he loses. I think you're gambling right now. I think if you're investing in him, you're gambling. If you're not, if you didn't already have his card, because this is, that's exactly what it is. If he wins another game, there's a chance his price goes up. But if he loses, man. Dude, his Spectra Auto to 15 mm-hmm. sold for 3300 <laughs> His Spectra Auto to 35 1600 to 99960 Who pulled the, was it Seabless that pulled the one of one? Somebody pulled I think so. well, the one of one. Phoenix Joe on our on uh, Card Shop Live oh, pulled yeah. the. Um, Out of five or something? Oh, he didn't pull it on the app, though. I think he pulled it just in his shop. Oh, okay. But but um, who did? Oh, Nick Alexander with Geo's guy, his, his like other breaker. Oh. Nick pulled an auto. Okay. Last night? Oh, no, two nights ago when I was live. Because okay. we did a $500 bounty. Like, whoever hit the first one, we'd give 500 bucks to. Oh, dang. Yeah, but even that card's like at least 1000 bucks. so. Um, That's wild. Yeah, I, I wonder I what know. that one-on-one goes for. So now the next game is tonight. If Dak wins and knocks off Brady, do we see a jump or do we not? And if Brady, I mean, at this point, honestly, I don't know about you. I've had such a good feeling about the card market the last week or so. It seems like people are actually... it Wins are affecting guys' pricing. If There was a time... Over the last few months, where that didn't really seem to be the case. Yeah. All right. So that's enough football talk, guys. We uh, Jesse teased it earlier in that butchered segment that he called a rundown today. Why? We have Blake Ulrich from IMG. He's one of the people in charge, responsible for the Mint Collective. Uh, thankfully, I've only said good things about the Mint Collective here, so I'm off the hook. Blake, how are you, sir? Hey there. How are you guys? All right, Blake. Let's talk about this Dude, basement. Good. No small talk. We've got <laughs> golf balls on the right. Are these autographed? Event used? What's going on with the golf balls? So, uh, you got a lot of, you got a few different things there. There's some, uh, I'm thankful enough to have a few hole in ones. There's a couple in there. Wow. There's a few autographs. Uh, there's a few balls from celebrities and various people. For example, I got a Jordan's golf ball in there. Oh, and then there's a bunch of events I've worked on in my, my life at the company and such. Dang. I like that. I was gonna say, we always see like memorabilia and stuff behind people, but it actually caught my eye. What's this sign behind you? What's this big flag? 1822. The seal of Boston. Oh, you're a Boston guy. Dang it. No, I don't want to say it. that was planted, but cancel I the internet. You I did know. I, hate I you. knew what I was looking at. Don't you worry. I did, I, I'm not a huge Boston guy. My wife is, uh, but I will give you one inside scoop. I actually got married at Fenway. What? So that's, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> what is happening? Well, Blake, Guys you got Michael Jordan your, stuff. Maybe we should be a little nicer fans. to Blake here. Yeah. All right. Uh, actually, Blake, I'm glad you came on because you were kind of like our contact guy last year. We had very little to do, I feel like, with the Mint Collective the first year, but this year we're a little more involved, which I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Here is my opening question. I want to get the details in the event. And we'll spread the word and all that. But you are, I think you said last year, I think I remember this right, you know, fairly new to like at least being that in depth with the card world. Is that safe to say? With the hobby per se. I mean, collected, you know, when I was uh, at that age and the junk wax era, you know, but then like many other people, I fell away for 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 a while. Uh, but I've always been working in kind of the sports space. And when, you know, I saw things come back to life there a little bit um, or expand there during COVID, you know, put on the thinking cap on, on how there's different ways in which we could work together. So my question for this then, as a new person coming back into the space or coming, you know, coming back, weirdest thing about the hobby and you were right at the height of the market last year last march strangest thing about this group of adult males who collect baseball cards like myself <laughs> please speak for is it the smell <laughs> you're, you're i'm knee deep in it so i mean i it's fun, you're one you know, of them now 
Yeah, I find myself to be a collector in the broadest of terms. I mean, I collect cards, I'll collect ticket stubs, I'll collect graded Sports Illustrated, you know, stamps, you know, all sorts of different things. There's obviously, for me, it's just always been so amazing how there's such a passion and an engagement for uh, something like this and a hobby like this that, you know, actually for the last couple of years has been viewed upon as an investment opportunity as well. So, to, you know, to combine those two things, it's a very rare and special special opportunity and and it's been very exciting to see and live how how the growth has happened in the last few years and and you know the talks of where things could go and things of that nature um so as far as the event goes uh blake one guy reached out specifically wanting me to ask you do you know how open this is to the general public because i know last year it was a really it seemed to us very business to business or at least it was really good for businesses to get together, but can just Joe Schmo collector come and hang out? A hundred percent that there was a lot of learnings coming out of last year. And I, I would say the origin of where this, this event began was that, you know, very much with the support of collectible and, and David Marino. And, you know, there was the, there was the concept of there's a lot of trade shows out there. There's a lot that that's going to continue to grow, but is there something that's, that's a different experience for the, for the hobby and for the industry and something that can service, you know, an education factor on where all these, you know, new entrepreneurs are going to go and where all these new companies that are being formed are going to, you know, meet and, and socialize and network. And so we wanted to combine all that for the, for you're right though. And that a lot of the messaging has gotten lost in that we are only that. So I would tell you that, this is an event that's open for everyone. Anyone who wants to be uh, in the hobby or engage with the hobby, you know, this is a great place where yes, there will be a trade show and a marketplace where you can transact, but at the same time, there's a four day experience here where you can engage with brands, with manufacturers, with CEOs, with, uh, you know, media companies like yourselves, et cetera. And so uh, we're hoping that, you know, we only continue to open up that white space and create more experiences that aren't just trade shows in the, in the hobby. Yeah, I said, I mean, Jesse's heard me say this before. I think I mentioned to you last year too, Blake, like this was to me the best uh, from a business standpoint, businesses in the hobby, of course, and last year we didn't even have the, the app. Now we've got that, but the podcast was rolling. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that was the most beneficial B2B uh, conference oh, yeah. we've been to. That was my favorite show. Like, it did seem year. like everybody was there. The setup was done really well. And it just wasn't like this need, like it wasn't just a bunch of elevator type pitches and just stupid stuff. It was legitimately like, Hey, here is everybody in a room. Go talk to the people because I, I, I get to like our listeners. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'm, I don't have a business here. So what do I care? That would be my argument. You may not have a business, but everybody you're, you're buying from selling to whatever mm-hmm. is at that show. That's why I did think it was a cool event to kind of exactly. get behind. Last year, there were a number of tables though, set up actually selling cards. Is that still going to be the case in this year? So to your point, we got some feedback from last year and we listened and we learned. So, um, you know, a couple of, a couple of the key feedback items were that the panels and marketplace kind of overlapped a little bit too much and some people couldn't do both. So we've expanded a day. We've separated those out. Um, the other comment was, you know, more transaction opportunities on the marketplace and trade show floor. And so we've actually increased uh, the size of it and we'll actually should have more tables and more vendors that can do, um, you know, we'll have cards this year. Oh, so cool. 
good. Cause yeah. that was, yeah, I think that was fun, but it was like, it was a very, almost like a corner of the, oh, the vent space was that. Yeah. And it was just so crowded of guys walking down. It's like, I don't even know what, what was available. Yeah, um, I said last year, that was the only feature I hated. It, there, it wasn't enough table and stuff to do. Like there weren't enough tables and dealers to be a card show. And for the guys that came, I was like, I don't know what you're doing here. Yeah, so I'm glad that it's going to be its own little thing now. That's I, I'm, I'm good with that. So you did, like so you did yeah. say this will be a bigger event space than it was last year, basically. Right. So we've taken we've taken on more space on at the MGM Grand there in Las Vegas across the first floor. So it's a nice atmosphere, you know, kind of takeover of a floor there. And yeah, the the actual marketplace will be bigger. Nice. Um, part of the you know part of the attraction of that too is obviously the brand buildouts, right? They only do them a couple times a year, basically the national and 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 now at Mint. And so we're really excited to have all of the sponsors back and, you know, eBay obviously did a double decker booth last year. And so we've expanded them into, uh, rooms along the side and, and so forth. So we're excited. eBay also the presenting sponsor of this show. Go buy eBay. There you go. <laughs> See, that's called go, a plug, a transitional plug. There you go. Um, do you guys have any events, like anything special already lined up that you could tease or tease? Well, so as far as, uh, <laughs> as far as the content at the event, so, nightly there's a you know for the four day experience there's a function basically every night so when you people who arrive on thursday there will be a kickoff reception kickoff party for them um friday is basically all day of programming with panels and workshops and we can talk about workshops in a minute but friday night will then be that sneak peek of the marketplace which you guys i think probably saw last year but you know think, you know, limited audience and, you know, um, food and beverage there as you're walking around the showcase floor and stuff. And then Saturday night, we happen to coincide with the final four. So we'll do a, we'll do a viewing party at the collector's carnival on Saturday night. Oh, so, cool. yeah. Are so you expecting more people overall this year than last? For yes. sure. Yes. So we had yeah. great feedback last year. We'll, we'll limit that uh four-day experience ticket because we need to be able to service all of the learning and the workshops and panels that that will happen but uh undoubtedly i do expect the the marketplace and stuff to have more people this year hey so cool. one thing else i want to highlight because this was another difference in like some of these other events that we go to there were actually some panels some speaking events uh first of all I'd like, any anytime you need a moderator by the way i'm the best moderator in that building I'm not afraid oh to ask the tough boy. questions. That's well. fine. Keep that in your back pocket. Blake knows that's you true. You did a great job last year. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. I wasn't going to brag. Got stuffed in the B hall, even though we had more people in the main at the same time. We're getting off topic, Blake. Come on now. If I recall, the room was overflowing out the door. That, so is, cor that is correct because I asked the tough questions. I had a real conversation. Uh, but no, the panels are obviously a big thing about here. You know, uh, workshops, panels, different things. You know, just briefly, could you kind of give us uh, if there's, uh, have you actually done the scheduling for that yet? Like the specific topics or not yet? So we haven't come out with any big announcements yet on okay, that, okay. but we can talk about a few years today and sure. we've got a lot of, a lot of stuff that's going to come out in the next uh, week or two here regarding some of that. But I mean, uh, it, again, it was part of the learnings from last year, right? Was everyone enjoyed the speakers, but how do we do some things that are a bit more engaging too? Right. So um, for example, um, we're working with bullpen LA and a few other hobby shops. Uncle Mitch? To, <laughs> Uncle Mitch, one of my favorite who, people in the world. Doesn't wear shoes. Gonna, you know, one of the things was we wanted to focus on LCSs a little bit more than we did last year, and like we're actually going to work with them to recreate a hobby store on site. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. 
called Bullpen and Friends. And that will be like the home of a lot of uh, content opportunities, social environments, et cetera. Oh, cool. Um, so that, you know, you take that and that, that'll be one of the things that we interact with. The, another one will be um, CSG is going to do a grading school. Andy mm-hmm. Broom is going to actually grade cards live on stage. Uh, and so there are a lot of, a lot of people can interact and talk and learn about, you know, what he's thinking when he's doing it and how do we, can we improve our submissions and that kind of stuff. So those are just a, a couple, you know, Peyton Manning will be back again. You know, we had a great partnership with Omaha Productions last year. We want to continue to develop uh, things with him and, you know, we'll work him into the schedule. There's a lot, a lot of speakers that, and more workshops to come, but those are just a couple. Nice. Very yeah, cool. actually, like, I'm glad to hear that because, like I said, sometimes the speaking, it's like, all right, one guy after the next just speaking, but I'm good with, like, the workshop idea I like quite a bit better, so. Now, I think the question on everyone's lips, um, minds, what kind of ticket situation do you have to give away? Cause I think we've kind of teased our audience that you're going to allow us to give away some tickets. Is this true? Cause we may have just lied to them. I don't know. No, we're getting free tickets. Well, I mean, there's multiple questions in there, but uh, I mean, how I, many free tickets are we getting? Today? I That's want a- tickets. <laughs> Can I have them? <laughs> uh, I'm happy. I'm, again, we want to be uh, an event that is all encompassing across, across the hobby. Again, there's, there's no exclusivities in any of these sponsorships and stuff. Cause you want to make sure everyone has an open forum there and talk to If you guys want to, you know, uh, figure out some good contests and stuff. Happy to participate from there, from a ticket perspective, and and probably even some. There's going to be some good giveaways and things like that, and you know that uh, a lot of people are going to be looking for. So, all right, you've heard it here NFL, first. Here's your, here's your thing. NFL score pick them. Boom. Oh, okay. it's too early to do it tonight, but it's happening. That's how we'll do the first one. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, hey, by the way, and most importantly, we'll, we will make sure this makes it to the the actual uh, you know open of the segment. When in where? So I know you mentioned that the MGM in Vegas. What are the exact dates? Just so I don't overlook that point. We like to get to the important stuff at the very end. Golf the balls. intro comes best at the end. Row. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, cl- clearly people will remember Final Four weekend in Vegas. Uh, you know, they, Ooh, they do teams ten well go together. But it's it's March thirtieth to April second. That Thursday through Sunday, uh, Las Vegas MGM Conference Center. That's nice. exciting. Excellent. And where can people get their tickets right now if they're listening to this and they want to go out and buy them? Are they available on the website already? Yeah, they're on the website, minkcollective.com. Awesome. Um, you know, obviously our social handles and such forth. So perfect. Good stuff. Well, Blake, we appreciate the time. Like I said, I, I joking aside, I, I'm I'm most impressed by that flag behind you. I think we can That's, safe to say the yeah. Boston seal. No, this was the event we really liked last year. You know, Jesse was pretty new at that time to the hobby. I think it's safe to say. And even Jesse was like, no, this was a cool thing. Oh, yeah. And what's thrown to me is the motto in the hobby is anything new we hate. That has always been the motto. So the fact that you guys were so well received was like shocking to me. So yeah, we enjoyed it last year. We'll definitely be there. Sports cards and nonsense will be all over the place. Representing. That's right. So Blake, thank you for the time, sir. It's a slightly different experience for the hobby, but there's no reason that there's plenty of room for more than just a trade show. And that's how, that's how we're going to continue to grow and, you know, collectively, you know, add more people to the pie and we're excited about it. Awesome. Thanks Blake. Thanks guys. All right. So there you go. That was Blake. You Blake Ulrich. You didn't know how to pronounce that. Blake. You, (laughs) 
I am G. I am excited about that event. It's always it's always much better for me when I get to talk to people who do things I like as opposed to stupid things. Just so, admit that it be, it's because of the Boston flag. That's the only reason. Well, no, he was the only one last year who kind of sought us out a little bit and actually took some time to talk with us. That's why I liked Blake. I know. He's Connected with him, and he got me a Jerry Rice autograph. I and got a Jerry. We all got Jerry. He's the one who made that happen Oh, is that? Us. Oh, that was Blake that, that made that Blake. happen? And then I said to Jerry, hey, how's about... How's about letting me try that ring on? I remember that. He's like, sure. I got that picture, bro. It looks good. I could take Jerry. I should have taken that ring. <laughs> okay, let's do release week mailbag and get out of here. Okay. It is a massive release week, actually. Starting Wednesday. I'm not My watch keep- just went off. It said, reminder to move 246 steps in the next hour. I got I'll bad take- news for you. Watch. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll take the under on that one. <laughs> Holy smokes. Um, okay, well, they could be verbal steps. Just say 240 words. Hang there on. you go. I'm doing it. He's moving his arm. You're doing great. <laughs> so Wednesday, we've got... F- Make sure I have these dates right. Is are flawless, immaculate, and impeccable all Wednesday? Uh, impeccable football, immaculate basketball, flawless baseball all Wednesday. Okay, let's talk about the two that we're going to be brief with. Immaculate basketball, it's last year's class. Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes, uh, Jalen Green's become the, the selling star out of that class. It's immaculate. The vet checklist is stupid loaded. There's massive, massive cards in it. Uh, I'm guessing it's crazy expensive. It is. I don't even You know what's sad? Immaculate's one of those I never paid enough attention to in basketball. I'm going to guess, and I could be 40% wrong. I'm going to say it's a thousand a box. Am I not even close? Yeah, you I are no off. The 40% is not quite there. 1,500. Oh, boy. Give me a number. 2,000. I was 50%. I wasn't like that far. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never know with Immaculate. I would never go anywhere near that stuff as personals. Obviously, it's so price prohibitive. But I do think it's an awesome product. Like the patches in Immaculate across all sports are probably the best, the most unique patches. So I'm a fan of it. F as a personal. I can't even give you a lower grade as a personal. As a break, I'm a B just because of the cost. It's super expensive. Here's my only thing is like Here's my only thing. last year, Scotty Barnes. I mean, they there were some okay rookies, but. Oh, that's what I mean. Would it, you compare, like compared to 2020, what would you think? Well, Higher 2020 or lower? you had LaMelo and Ant-Man. So, so you had two you- more high-end top-end guys, although Jalen Green, I think, is probably selling as high as both those guys, and it's a deeper class. So you I would, would say 2020 is higher? No, I would say overall, if you give me the, the comparison of draft classes, mm-hmm. I, I would rather chase 21 than 20. Oh, okay. Well, then, then, then it makes sense. What's 2020, like 18, 15? 18. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Okay. There's more guys to hit here, and you do have some top-end hits. So Cade Cunningham still sells despite the injury. Uh, but that is a product I would literally not go anywhere near unless I'm And most guys don't. It's just so expensive. It's it's very cost prohibitive. But it's great if you like high-end basketball. So okay. um, I actually like it better than National Treasures basketball. This is still a, lot a late product, though. Oh, it's still last year's class, yeah. Yeah, so do you think do you think they come out with another Immaculate this year? I wonder if the if Peniel is... Next year's Immaculate? Yeah, for like 2022-23 year, if that I comes mean, out this year like instead in November, of... November, maybe? yeah. It's want, possible. Because, I mean, you got to think they've got to try and catch up eventually. So I think they are, though. Look at the release. We talked about this before the show. There's a ton of releases. Yeah. Uh, Impeccable Football is the next one, 2022. Um, did we confirm? I, man, I don't know if Brock Purdy's on the sales sheet. That's the only thing I'm curious about. Oh, I yeah, I did not look that up. Give I me don't the know. pricing. Uh, so Impeccable Football is going for 1500 I'm curious if there's a checklist out there. Might be. 1500 a box. Give me the card breakdown, all that stuff. So, oh, by the way, you can get at, them on here for 1200 So Where? 
You're a little high. This is the price comparison on cardboard connection. Oh, I'm on blowout. So, so you're a bad person. I guess. Uh, oh, no. Bro whoa, 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 whoa. Hold no that, Brock? Hold that moon face tongue, little friend. Why is it? Moon face has I been the new I, term. I, I'm, I don't mean, I don't care. Like, I typically don't listen when you speak, so it's fine. But. Oh. oh. Uh, Brock Purdy doesn't have a card on the checklist. By the way, where are you looking? I'm looking um, Midwest and. DA card world. This kind of gives you the They're all showing like 15. Yeah. There's um, no purdy in the class. That is. You confirm no purd. Uh, I mean, this is the entire checklist. I'm not seeing any purdy. Okay. That's, well, that's brutal. Oof. Five to six autos, uh, two to three base or parallel. Eight cards in the box. Give last year's price. Uh, give me one sec. Going forward, just because I'm bad about this, just do a, a just prior want, year yeah, on everything. I get you. All right. Keep it simple. Man, they didn't deserve any purdy stuff in here. Although, if you look at the rest of the auto checklist, last year's price was twenty is still twenty one fifty. I don't like this. Yeah, I mean that's a good bit. again. Oh, by the way, I'm looking at first off the line. I'm a dummy, but I would assume it's the same checklist. Not so easy anymore, is it? Oh, that's not true. It just says the picture. One of their pictures is mistaken. Oh, I, I mean, I love the vets here too. I'm a man without purdy. C plus in breaks, but untouchable as a personal without Brock, man. I don't know if Brady has autos either. That's tough. Does Tom hmm. Brady have autos here? I'm trying he to think. A, so he's got a, so Brady has a base card. I mean, they haven't released the entire checklist of autographs. It looks like, so maybe there will be a Purdy. If there's a Purdy, I'll jump this up to a B without Purdy. I'm a, I'm going to go C without B with. I don't even need base cards. I do at least need an auto check, like an auto chase of Brock Purdy. Something to justify that price. Well, I mean, it's still 650 bucks less than last year's. Yeah, but last year had Trevor. I know. And Mac and Justin. Like, who, who are you chasing this year? That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah, I'm Maybe all set there. Steelers, I guess. I don't. Yeah, yeah, but he do. I mean, Kenny actually is selling well, and there's a ton of position players that sell well, but I don't love it. Um, the the next two are the one the two that I'm very excited about. So first on Wednesday we've got flawless. Uh, obviously no base cards in flawless. Um, I just checked the checklist. Flawless is insanely loaded. So Julio has ink. The, by the way, the coolest card in the set. Maybe there's some one on one cuts that are better. The J Rod and Griffey dual auto is disgusting looking. But Julio has gems, patch autos, etc. Wander's got a bunch of stuff. Wit has more hits than any of those guys. Torkelson has a bunch. Uh, Jeremy Pena is actually all over this one, which I'm happy to hear. Oh, that's not true. Jeremy Pena has the gems, though. So rookie gems, which will sell for pretty good money. And then your vet checklist is insane, like always. Like Frank Thomas, Trout's got all the gems, game use, the cleats, Ichiro, Griffey. Um, I love, I kind of love flawless baseball, but I am wondering about the price. Is it like 1800 a box? Uh, 1750 So okay, a little less. Cheap. And that's 10 cards, right? Uh, that is 10 cards. Yeah, seven autos, two memorabilia cards, one gem card. I wonder if it has three encased cards or two. I can never remember. Let me see what last year's By the way, did. those spike cards are the coolest thing going. They're literally like an inch. It's a spike the coming cleat? out of the card. Yeah, the cleat cards, the spike. It's that thick? Yeah, it's a whole spike. But Literally the metal How do you spike. fit that many? It goes in a big, uh, like a snap-down holder. Oh, okay. You got bat knobs in here too. I, Flawless is my my favorite baseball product. Like if you said price aside, you can have 10 cases of anything, I'd rip 10 cases of Flawless. Really? Favorite product of the year. So, but okay, I assume just for breaks though, not personal. It's not terrible for. I mean, it's high. You can probably get these though right now for fifteen hundred. Some dealers are moving for that. 
So you're averaging 150 bucks a card. It's it's expensive. As a break product, I'm as a personal. Let me say that instead. I'm a okay. B, which is way higher than That's most products. Really? Yeah. Maybe B minus even, but we'll go B minus just because I think it's awesome. You get nice cards. Um, for breaks, I'm gonna. I, I would break this all day, every day. Whether you buy into single cases or master cases, which would just be two suitcases. Man, it's a good deal cheaper than last year. What last year's product's going for? Absolutely I know. insane. I said this earlier. That's the other thing. Everybody wants to talk about the economy and the market. That those things are true. The the rookie the vet checklist is the same every year, basically. And the rookie checklist, you've got Wander, mm -hmm. Julio, again Pena with at least the gems, Torkelson, Wit, uh, Spencer Strider, O'Neill Cruz. It is a even like other like random kind of sealess guys where if you hit a nice auto, I'm not mad. Uh, Suzuki for the Cubs sells pretty well. CJ Abrams, I like Hunter Green, I like Royce Lewis, Mackenzie Gore, Alec Thomas. Like, there's it's actually a really, really good checklist. Like, I'm shocked that it's cheaper than last year. Makes no sense in the world to me. So, I'm an A on breaks. Okay, cool. A plus on breaks on Friday, though. Um, hang on. Before you move on you to Friday, on. there's what? one other product that comes what? out on Wednesday. What? There are enough people that want to know, though, Upper Deck Marvel WandaVision Hobby oh. Box is coming out. There you go. A little delayed. Uh, there are some decent autos in there. I uh, personally am not a huge fan of the WandaVision series. It was okay. Uh, but ultimately, I do think that with the way the hobby is going at $199 a box. Um, you like it. Yeah, I especially with some of the, the, the autos you can get in there. I would say this, you could definitely buy this as a personal box. In fact, I, I would, this is going to be a minus B plus. You know what? No, I'm going to say B because of the, the timing of this series, just because WandaVision isn't as hot as it would have been, you know, six months ago. Is there a movie coming out or anything? That, that's the thing. I was trying to think like what would really, other than Ant-Man coming out very shortly, which is, nothing specific to WandaVision, just more of Marvel universe. That's really the only thing I can think of. So, um, is but she related to the twins from full house. Yeah. It's their sister. I didn't know that. So I really? saw that the other day and I was like, Oh, I didn't, mm -hmm. I forgot those two people were still alive. <laughs> it is funny. Whatever happened to Mary Kate and Ashley, they were just the media darlings. Uh, anyways, there's your Marvel product for Wednesday. Now, okay. Friday's product. Friday. I'm going to start posting PYTs of this tomorrow on the app, maybe even tonight on the app. I think 2022, and I'm not being dramatic here, I think 2022 Topps Finest Baseball is going to be the single best return on investment product of the year. That's a bold statement. I need to know, can you tell me Topps Finest? Okay, it's $250. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 packs per box, five cards per pack, eight box, case. two Chrome autos per master box. Yep. So it's an eight box case. You get mini boxes in each. So it's eight, eight master boxes, but a case is eight boxes. Okay. So 16 autos, but finest is one where you immediately rip it and send all the big rookies off to SGC and get it back in a week and sell them. Like that is the reason there was so much value here. Again, just to go down the checklist. And I don't care so much about autographs. I'm talking base rookies because you get them in volume. And then I'm talking just color of those base rookies. Mm -hmm. So Julio is a base rookie. Hey, let me just pull up the whole list. Can, while you're doing that, maybe you, you can clarify something for me. What is the difference between Topps Finest and say like Topps Chrome or Topps Chrome Update? It's a or, different brand. It's, it's similar brands. to Chrome, Chrome okay. product though. Yeah. Okay. But it, so it's like the so he, prism to mosaic or something like that. Very similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's your, here's your rookie check. Again, these are just the guys that have base rookie cards. 
Uh, I'll pull up the auto checklist after. Wander Franco, obviously A+. And I'm talking to in terms of hobby value. Every time we do this thing, for some re reason, I'll get comments like, you know, Wander's not really there. He had a bad year. I don't care. He sells through the roof. Wander's an A+. Plus. Okay. Uh, Bruhan, eh, Shane Baz, whatever. There's a bunch of average guys here. Jeremy Pena is an A selling prospect right now. Bryson Stott's probably a B. O'Neill Cruz is a B. Uh, Seth Beard, Joe, some of these other guys are a little bit weaker. That's fine. Julio, I mean, put as many A pluses as you want. Uh, it's fine. Steven Kwan, I actually like going forward as a guy if you want to hold him for a year or two. I don't even remember that name, Steven Kwan. You're not supposed to. CJ okay. Abrams is still a solid B despite coming back from the injury. Suzuki sells pretty well. I'll give him a B. Alec Thomas, eh, kind of a B. He's okay. He sells a little bit. Fine. Bobby Witt, I mean, B plus, A minus. Helio Ramos, same thing, probably a C, but with upsides. Royce Lewis, C with upside. Helio Ramos, um, Helio Ramos, sorry, I'm doing it again. Spencer Torkelson is still a, a, a sells pretty stinking well. You have all of those guys with just base sets. Then you throw in, too, the finest autograph set, which mixes in, like, some of the big names. So you've got, uh, I believe, let me just double check. Mike Trout has autos in this. I believe Derek G, uh, Mike Trout. Ichiro, uh, Aaron Judge. I just want to make sure I see Ken before I say it. Griffey does not. Griffey's the oh. only big name who doesn't. J-Rod, of course, has autos all over the place. Vlad Sr., Vlad Jr., Juan Soto. Uh, Do you think Ken Griffey Jr. signs too much? Uh, for a while he did, but not anymore. Jeter has autos in this one, by the way. Um, I just, I do. To me, this is, and, and then you just get like your your color refractor parallels of the base. Like the first Julio gold refractor non-auto is going to be a four-figure card. Like I just think, I, I do. I think this is one of the best products of the year. How many I, cases did you get? I got five personally. And I think I got some loose boxes from GTS. So I'm going to do almost nice. every one of them is just full case PYTs. So I'm going to start listening uh, probably tonight. Okay. And it's under 2000 bucks in a PYT. But what if I want to buy a box? Because I think I do. Can 200. I? Um, but what's the grade? Oh, if you want to buy a personal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm an A. A, okay. yeah, even that, like, because I think you can get them for less than 250 anyways. I mean, I guess an A minus and an A plus to break. I am, I do. I think value wise because of this checklist, and I, I just think Finest is a good product anyways. I'm all in. Like, it's, okay. I, I, I do. I, I think it's the best product of the year value wise. So what you're saying is it's a hot week for products, specifically baseball. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, immaculate basketball is massive for most people. I just don't care. And impeccable football is, again, a big product for a lot of guys. Just not my thing. Okay. So cool. there you go. Uh, mailbag time. Let's play some cards. <laughs> Let's play. Um, Bam Nuju from the Facebook. If Joker wins a third MVP and they make a playoff run, will he finally rise up to the pricing that a multiple MVP winner should? Or do people really just not care about big men? Yeah, so it's yes and no, right? The big man stigma is real. And the MVP thing doesn't do nearly as much as postseason success. If he gets postseason success, he is that good that he might be able to transcend and break the mold on the big man thing. I don't know if you have anything off the top of your head. Cole Clement wanted to know, what are some of your favorite early 2000s football inserts? Yeah, I did. So uh, Topps Chrome in the early 2000s was my favorite. They used to do the dual cards, the rivals, all those things. Stadium Club as well was another one I loved as a kid. Um, specific insert names, though. What are you reaching for over there? Well, I was like, I don't really know if I can add much to this, but then I started thinking, I do have a whole binder full of Dust. early 2000 football that would have some inserts in here, but flair mystique, by the way, the, the inserts in that were maybe my favorite of all time. It was You're like a random product right at my cards, bro. Stop it. 
What about this uh, gold label? Tops gold label. Yeah, those are my Tops gold label is across the board my favorite product as a kid. Still love it. Ooh, Absolutely awesome. I like this upper deck. What is this black diamond? Yep, that looks black pretty diamond cool. Was great. Yeah, that's a nice card. And they used to do like double black, single black, triple black diamonds. Like they'd be different variations on them. They'd be numbered. Look at all these. Man, I love looking at my old cards, even though I know most of them are worthless. But it's still fun. It is. All it's right. cool. I like that you just had that hand. Oh yeah, bro. Funny you should ask about that, Cole. Here we go. <laughs> Um, all right. Next hey, let up. me let me pu- let me Go pair ahead. these next two together because sure. Jason Ewing and Don Getters uh, had kind of a similar question. Jason asked first, "What's the difference between '90s refractors and modern ones?" And I'm going to tie this in with Don's first question: uh, Will case hits hold value long term? So, first of all, the difference in the '90s is they were tough to hit and they were a chase, and they're super hard to find now. That's why, like that reveal I did the other day on our Instagram live, mm-hmm. that's all stuff that like you go years without seeing. It's just awesome stuff. It's but not crazy valuable, but it's great stuff. That is the big difference in '90s refractors and inserts. They were tough to hit. I just thought they were cooler looking and more unique. But it ties into Don's point: case hits nowadays. I don't know because there are so many different case hits and there's so many different variations. It's tough to keep up. Like in the mid nineties, it was like Bowman's best had some Mm -hmm. stadium club. A couple years after that started in a little bit studio had some, like there weren't 50 different, well more than that, a hundred different skews with different. So I just wonder like in 25 years, Hey, this is an awesome, um, who's a name, the most relevant player in a sport right now. Uh, Tatis. Okay, here, here's a 2022 case hit Tatis. At, it was 25 years ago. Was that the case hit? Was yeah. that just an SP? I do wonder. So that's kind of the gap there in, in the 90s refractors to now, and that's what makes me kind of skeptical to Don's point of, you know, like downtowns and kabooms, that's different. Those are hobby phenomena type stuff right now. All these other ones, I'm kind of like, I, yeah, I don't know. Great example. Matter of fact, great example of this. I sold a Joe Burrow XR exclusive, which is a case hit uh, insert mm-hmm. it's sold and it's sold for what it should. Cause okay. according to what others had sold for, it was like a $30 card. Oh, but if people really knew like, Oh, but these are one of case, this That's, is Joe yeah. Burrow. This is an acetate card. It probably should have been worth more. And I'm not advocating to make more on that card, but like, cause I looked up Josh Allen, Mahomes. they're not selling for huge money. But so in 10 more years though, is someone like, Oh yeah, that is a case. Yeah. I think I there'll like be a case, disconnect. I think case hit inserts have to be sold relatively soon after the product because I think people forget the majority of them. I agree. Yep. Um, next up is Brandon. Well, let's not skip Don's second question. Can oh. Jesse spend one day wearing Kleenex boxes for shoes like Kevin Malone? <laughs> because they're a great conversation piece. Your answer, by the way, don't, don't provide let... enough support is the only thing, but yeah, okay. I mean, if I could well, get a modified, well, hang on some here. Kind of because you wood. also made claims before that you were going to throw yourself to a table for a game in Buffalo and you didn't do that. So if you're going to say yes, I would like to do it where people would know that I'm wearing them. I don't want to just do it around town because, okay. So maybe, maybe at a card show. Also, here's the other thing. I want socks on those things. I I want socks covering those yams. Deal. No deal. Yeah. Don, no thanks. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Oh, you know what? Me and Mitch can go uh, shoeless at the mint. So one day, no shoes. And then one day Kleenex box, but again, no socks. What day is the shoulder ride for Mitch? And then you give Mitch gives you a shoulder ride right back. And oh, forth. yep. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Yep. Brandon Steck wants to know better long-term investment. Oh, is that where I got Tatis? Tatis Jr. or Bonds and why? To me right now, it's Bonds. I would argue he's still the greatest baseball player of all time. And I think at some point long-term, he is in the Hall of Fame. Cemented. Tatis is coming off PED use as well. He's also coming off some major injuries. I don't know that Tatis is ever going to be anywhere near as good as Bonds. I'll go to I'll go Bonds long term. 
Colt Walker, this comment, even though he tags you, Mike, because this I was is at more the for stadium. me. I was at no the question here, but it's game time. Fire damn cannons. Don't you dare You've give it. You've never seen the cannon fire. Don't you dare because you are voting You've against them. you never been to Tampa. You want the Cowboys to win and you want Brady to lose. Cowboys by 25 tonight. By <laughs> 25? Yep. Is that a real? Tell me that's not real, is it? Cowboys by 25. Okay, that's so, not real. I'm excited. Alan Avidal. It's funny we got two back-to-back whatnot references, by the way. Uh, do you think there is a long-term viability with platforms like whatnot? I hope so. Given that eBay, <laughs> lives, uh, given that eBay li- live, live is ri- living live or spelled the same mm-hmm. is rising in prominence and so forth. I tend to think over the next few years, we're going to see con- consolidation and streamlining streamlining of streaming industry. You still said streamlining. That was funny. I said streamlining. You said it twice. Yeah, you said it all three times. Um, here's the, so here's the deal, Alan. First of all, do I think there's viability? Yes. Like we built out Card Shop Live because we saw the successes of other things. And even if eBay comes in full throttle and they're number one, although I don't know that they would ever pass whatnot. Whatnot is crazy big. Like those two aren't going away. So, and then the other thing is, okay, so if you go on there, there's 400 rooms to choose from. There's all these sellers. So Card Shop Live is obviously a, a fraction of the size but we have a better community than either of those will ever have because we're small. That's that's what being small lets you have is a community feel kind of that. So I hope we keep growing, but I think there's always going to be room for the smaller guys because some people, myself included, like even when I was breaking, I didn't like breaking with these massive rooms. Like I like to break with a guy who had a decent following. I wanted cases to fill, but I also want to feel like this dude knew who I was. Mm-hmm. And if he pulled a cool Griffey card, oh, hey, Gio's going to like this card. You know, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's the attitude I had with my customers. So, the other part, oh. though, do we, you think we'll see some consolidation? I do at some point. Like, you've got us, Car Shop Lives out there, Loop, Drip. Network, Drip. Like, there's a lot of them out there. At some point, I would think there would be some sort of consolidation of it. Yeah. Well, you also have to think. And streamlining. There is no way Whatnot stays a sports card-focused app at this point. Is it point, now? I, I mean, I think you... And you know what's funny is when so because then uh Derek Taylor asked the question, who owns whatnot? So I think Mike, your reply was just Google it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am I gonna no Google idea. this. I'm curious. Um, but there are a couple of Silicon Valley guys, it looks like just some LA guys, uh software guys, and the company is described as a place to buy and sell live, but it lists like multiple different things. It says like Pokemon comic sports cards is like the third or fourth thing it lists sure. already. And so my my thought is, especially as it's now a multi-billion dollar valued company, this is going to be the ultimate competition for eBay. Um, if, 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 if eBay can even compete with them, by the way. I mean, they have to have, they have, they already have the money and they're already throwing it into that technology to some degree. But I agree that live selling like a, you know, the models already been proven. QVC is popular and famous among people for a reason because they like that aspect sure. of being able to buy something this is just adding even it's a, a qvc for the modern age and i do i think that's why our app is fun and anybody who's doing live selling is fun uh especially when you don't have to do just cards you can do whatever you want so by the way quick plug and i'll leave it alone like if you are a seller with a community because at this point that's what we need like please hit me up on social. We're, we are trying to grow a little bit more. Card Shop Live. Yeah, Card Shop Live. We're ready to take on some more sellers who have communities and we would you know, certainly work with you on fees and all the other stuff because we do. We want to add some more like mainstream sellers. So hit me up on social if you're interested. I'm next. curious if you have an answer I to this next. question. Yes. Kurt Lang. I do. What is the best video game ever made? Dude, Michael? Early Maddens, I loved. I say early, like the 2000s. 
in like 98, 99, 2000, when I was like before high school, I would play PlayStation probably one. Mm -hmm. Me and my dad would play Madden together once in a while. Do you have a non-sports answer to that question? No, I never really you played. Only played I, I never played games? anything. Oh, is this, was Civilization a, a or was I that like a computer, computer game? game. Oh, was that different? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, that's fair. I don't fair. think I have. The only sports game that I was obsessed with. Well, well what's your non-sports? two. Well, that's the thing. Non-sports, I mean, if we're really, Mario is hard to beat. Mario 3 is hard to beat. Nowadays, I play um, Mario Kart 8 on the Switch, and I love You're still playing video Super games? Mario Maker. Well, you know, once a month when I get a chance. Oh, boy. Oh, even though Breath of the Wild is one of the most phenomenal yeah, games Yeah, this sounds I've like a guy played. once a month playing a video um, game. <laughs> shut <Yeah>. up! Um, <laughs> the sports game, though, that was the best. Well, there was two. There was NBA Jams. NBA Jams. I knew it. Which was amazing, but there was also NFL Blitz. I thought you were going to say Tecmo Bowl. That was before your time. Oh, NFL Blitz, I okay. absolutely loved. Okay. Um, but yeah, there you go. Ooh, we should have talk more video games. That's fun. John Boren does the fact that the Ravens hung in there versus the Bengals with Huntley as QB hurt Lamar Jackson's value since they would have been underdogs anyway had he started? Not at all. I mean, and here's the other thing, too. I'm not so sure we're going to see Lamar in Baltimore, and you will see his value. Did you see one of his teammates? What like they the comment was like one? Uh, I don't remember who the player was, but someone on the Ravens basically went on social media calling out Lamar like, "Hey, you know, we get it that you got your knee injury, but play through it." You know, I know I'm speaking selfishly, but maybe there's something else involved, I like guess. contract I, stuff. Oh, I, it could be, and if it's contract stuff, it's bullcrap. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't want that guy on my team. But if you're not 100 with your knee, that kid can't play. Sure, he, like he is such a mobile threat. If his knee goes out, he is the next RG3. Like, it's all over. We'll never see him anywhere near a starting level again. Um, but in terms of his value, here's the other thing. Somebody sent me a chart the other day with teams that could afford him next year. And there's some pretty crazy... Dude, the top three teams they had were the Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders. Just for a second, hmm. think about that. That dude with, with the... Oh, I always forget the rookie receiver's name. Traylon Burks, maybe? And Derrick Henry. Again, just fantasy world. Mm -hmm. Like, that's pretty wild. Uh, for Oakland, Devontae Adams, Waller, and Josh Jacobs, although Jacobs a free agent, but that would be absolutely insane. And then the Jets, like the Jets have all awesome Garrett Wilson. They have a, like a great Brees Hall's coming back next year, all young weapons. Like if that kid went to a team, any of those teams that have way better offensive weapons than he has right now in Baltimore, I think he would be crazy scary. So the thing is, is like, did Huntley do enough to solidify him as the starting QB? No, that's a great game from a guy who's not a star. Like, no, yeah. I don't. You're, there's no way you're going into next year in any world where you're like, you know what? We're good with Huntley. Yeah. Not right now. If, if that just I happens to think. be the case. Okay. But there's no way you're planning on that. Okay. Uh, Philip Bice redemptions ever see one where someone is told not available and later on it's for sale. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I don't, I don't know if a, anyone's brought that to our attention Not at least available. like like they gave you a replacement for yours but then down the road i mean somewhat it could be and I, I have no idea by the way philip so i'm not trying to make light of this it could be where like on certain um redemptions i will select if not available in three months give me a replacement so if you do something like that tops and panini both offer things like that you like i could get a replacement and then in nine months if the guy started signing like Jesse Gibson oh, yeah. was like, no, I'll wait for the actual thing. So I guess it could be that, that that's a scenario that came to my head. At least could it also be like where they just ran out of the autos or something like that? Like, okay, he signed enough for us to send out like 20 of these, but we actually had 30 redemptions. I, yeah, maybe possible. Uh, Tim Gilman, 
the two hour flip from bus to king on yep. Lawrence Saturday night. Preached him. How fun was that to go back and read all those comments? Oh, I got called out so bad at my stuff, <laughs> and I just sat there laughing the next day. Bunch <laughs> of clowns. Uh, um, and then Maxi Boy, best move to do with Trey Lawrence cards with Purdy going crazy. Buy low, sell high? Question mark. I don't know how you could buy low at this point, though. Trey Lance? Oh, Trey Lance. I'm sorry. Yeah, when I, I read would, that. I, I read Trevor Lawrence. It's that's the TL. what's weird. I, I don't know what happens to Trey in the offseason. Like if Purdy wins a like if Purdy wins a, another playoff game, like are you replacing him next year with Trey Lance? I, I'm not sure. And if Trey Lance goes to another team, mm-hmm. I love the Trey Lance move hobby wise in San Francisco because that team is stupid good. Mm-hmm. If he goes to Carolina, not that thrilled about him. So I, I don't know. And, and at this point, like I said, I'm not sure that he just like. I, I, I don't know. You're, are you benching Purdy? Like Purdy's looked really good the last what eight weeks, whatever it's been. So that'd be hard to believe that they'd bench Purdy at this point. That's what I mean. I just so what do you do with Trey? Do you keep, and then or if they keep him, you keep him on as a backup? Yeah. Which I'm assuming they would. Like you're not going to move him on a rookie contract unless you can get something back that helps you win now. But I I don't know. I, I would be very skeptical. I would not be buying Trey Lance at least. I'd say that if you have him and you want to hold and see how it shakes out, fine. But yeah, I'm not holding that kid. So. Well, that's your Monday show. I look forward to Thursday's show in a post-Tom Brady win world. I crushed last night uh, with my consignment lot to PC sports cards. Nobody cares. Crushed. One of those stinking... I will be recording Mike because we're going to watch the game with him one as of those Brady Piedmont, wins or loses. One so. of those Piedmont cards sold for 900 bucks. Oh, jeez. That gymnastic teacher Dude, thing. that vintage. That that's pretty cool. Post or pre-war stuff. That's crazy. The, uh, the Drew Rosenhaus, that mini. Remember the Allen Ginter yeah. mini card that was hand-numbered sold for 68 bucks. And then the Bill Russell. Oh, wait. I thought this was like the pre-war. This isn't the pre-war. Everything else was pre-war. Oh, okay. I sent some modern. And That's then the Bill right. Russell, the 61 Flair that Max bought for me at the show, uh-huh. came back altered uh, from SGC. I sold it last night. Altered authentic came back last. I think it sold for like 175 last night. So, Oh, nice. Cool. That was a loss. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. So like I said, in terms of, you'll, you'll see us around on Card Shop Live and on socials this week. Huge week with breaks and, and single sales. So we'll be around. That okay. is it. Sports Cards Nonsense Sports Betting, a podcast network powered by Spotify. Bill Simmons is probably joining us next Monday. So oh, don't we'll start teasing that. that. Start teasing that. that. There you go. We'll see. Maybe. We're going to bug him at least. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, we'll see you this week. Excuse me. It's Thursday. Monday. Goodbye.